Welcome. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse show. I don't hear anything. I'm here in an undisclosed location in Illinois speaking at the Coalition of Canceled Priests Conference. It's a it's an incredible event. You got some you got some uh, some real uh, warriors here at the conference. But uh, Terry, um, I'm on duty, Terry. I'm re- what about you, my friend? I can't hear Terry and I can't hear. I'm connected okay. now. Thanks, Jeff. I can hear. Yes, I can hear now. Hey, by the way, just can't forget that, that we're still in the month of June. This is the month of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. There is no other month that we recognize. Uh, as Catholics, pride is one of the seven deadly sins. So there's no way a Catholic can ever celebrate pride. And uh, I just, I just, uh, I'm here in Illinois, Terry. Yes. Everybody is talking about June 16th. Of course. What VNPR did, yeah. Catholics for Catholics, yeah. and a bunch of uh, lay Catholics from the Los Angeles area. Everybody is talking about it here. Uh, and they're inspired, Terry. People are inspired. They're saying, finally, we got lay Catholics that are not going to let our faith be disrespected and mocked in public. Finally, we got people ready to ready to respond. Well said. And Jesse, that's why I don't know if I, I well, I did send you an article from the Federalist. And I love the way they copied some of one of their writers was at the event. And she described actually what went on, because some of the people who wrote about this event got it wrong. They made it sound like there were just a few hundred people going to be violent. And, you know, though, we have to be so careful about them. And they found out about a prayerful. We had 5,000 people praying on their knees, uh, loving Jesus through this sacred heart and saying, look, we got to make reparation for this sacrilege that's going on at Dodger Stadium. And I think what happened there, Jesse, is it's a Catholic moment for all the whole country to say, wait a minute, we're not going to let this uh, go on where people are publicly attacking our Catholic faith and sit back and do nothing. Terry, and, and I will tell you as well that here, here are the numbers. Yes. LAPD told us there was about 5,000 lay Catholics on Lot 13, mostly Catholics. Yes. There was another 1,000 to 1,500 lay Catholics about two blocks away at Elysian Park yes. being, uh, being led in, uh, in prayers by eight Catholic priests. And then I was also told that there was a few hundred people that parked at the LA Cathedral. They thought there was going to be buses to shuttle them, but uh, they ended up staying outside and praying out there. So I had about 500 Catholic prayer warriors out in the courtyard of uh, Our Lady Queen of Angels. If we would have pulled all our resources together in one spot, we would have had about 7,000 people, Terry. Yeah. And Jesse, that's a fact. And again, I just want to thank publicly Bishop Joseph Strickland. Oh, gosh. Because, you know, I couldn't get, I had so many phone calls and emails saying it was so good to have a bishop uh, be there and lead us in prayer, especially, uh, Jesse, describe what went on when we first opened with the prayers of perimeter prayers where you guys, where we did the uh, prayerful march and what Bishop Strickland was praying, because these are powerful prayers. Yes, I took the prayers. I took some of the prayers from Catholic tradition, obviously, you know, the come Holy Spirit, uh, you know, the Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 prayer, the way Moses taught priests to bless the people. But then I also drew some prayers, Terry, from Father Chad Ripperger's books, uh, Deliverance Prayers for the Lady. And I took prayers called prayers, perimeter prayer, uh, prayer against uh, prayer against evil and prayer against retaliation. And so people were listening to that language coming out of his mouth. And people were blown away. They were saying, I've never heard a bishop in public 
praying exorcistic language in public. People, Terry, were proud. They were blessed. They were, they were so, it was, it was such a joyful event to see a Catholic bishop in the public square, into the breach, praying spiritual warfare prayers at a high level. And, and, uh, and again, when a, like Father Ripperkers told me, he goes, Jess, when I pray the, the rite of exorcism over somebody, he goes, my prayers are very effective because I'm, I'm a mandated exorcist. He goes, my prayers are like a machine gun. He says, when a bishop prays over a location or a person, he goes, a bishop's prayers are like uh, are, are like cannons from a Navy ship. He yeah. says, compared, compared to my prayers as an exorcist. And so Father Ripper will be the first to tell you that a bishop's prayers by far, that they have more gravitas yeah. than any holy priest or even any exorcist. Well, it makes sense. You know, it really does. Jesse, before we get more into the, uh, the prayer vigil where we made reparation for the sacrilegious at Dodger Stadium, I'd like to get to the gospel, but I want to also ask you uh, for your good to know file. I, I know you tell us a little bit. I think it's good to know why you're in Illinois and who are there, who's there and what are we doing for our canceled priests there? Terry, there's a bunch of holy priests here that have been canceled, not because they're molesters, not because they're sexual predators, none of that. They're canceled, Terry, for saying things that are orthodox from the pulpit. And here they are with full cassocks. A lot of them know how to do the Latin mass. They pray the rosary in Latin. Here they are, Terry, canceled from their parishes because they're too Catholic for the present-day Catholic uh, bishops in, in the country. And, and uh, it, it, uh, I'm going to tell you why we're, I'm connected with these guys, and so are you. Because when we go underground, as Pope Benedict XVI, Cardinal Ratzinger predicted it, him and many others, by the way, um, these are going to be the priests, Harry, that are going to come into the catacombs, into people's houses, backyards, and they're going to give us the sacraments, Harry, because we need the sacraments to get to heaven. We need sanctifying grace. And so right now, there's an army right now of lay Catholic, of, of coalition of Catholic priests that are canceled, that are going to be that strike force if and when the church goes underground, Terry. I agree, Jess. Well, listen, uh, let's get some soul food in our soul. This is a Friday a day of penance. Even though it's not Lent, we can also offer up all of our little sacrifices today and uh, pray for the priests that are at this event. I think this is one of my prayers whenever we pray on Thursday nights, specifically for the canceled priests, because they need our prayer support. So, Jess, what do we got for the gospel today, brother? Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 and following, speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Jesus said to his disciples, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and decay destroy and thieves break in and steal. But store up treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor decay destroys, nor thieves break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. Mm. that's an important point. I hope Jesus is the treasure of every man and woman that's listening to this program. I hope he is a treasure in your heart. It says, our Lord says, the lamp of the body is the eye. If your eye is sound, your whole body will be filled with, with light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be in darkness. And if the light in you is darkness, how great will the darkness be? In other words, this is why in Catholic tradition, Terry, we have a teaching called custody of the eyes there are just there are just certain things that are not good for you to look at it doesn't build you up it doesn't purify your intellect it doesn't make you stronger in your faith there are just certain things that we're not meant to see 
And as St. John Vianney says, the patron saint of parish priests, he says, the demons enter the human person through their five senses. I would argue the primary sense that the demon enters into is the eye. Well, we have a statement by the church for centuries. The soul, the, uh, excuse me, the eyes are the window of the soul. So mm -hmm. what you see is what mm -hmm. you're going to have. Sure. This is why, Jesse, uh, pornography, uh, you know, things that come into our eyes that we see affect us so poorly. And this is what later in the show, when we talk about Jim Caviezel's new movie uh, uh, called Sound of Freedom, that we have child uh, trafficking and mainly because we have allowed abortion and uh, pornography to be rampant. It just makes sense. They're going to abuse our children. So we're going to talk about encouraging people to get to that movie on the 4th of July and after. Jesse, uh, that scripture verse, that whole chapter of Matthew, the Sermon of the Mount, the whole, this is the core teachings of what Christ taught. And I would encourage everyone to reread that whole, that, that section there, because uh, it's so important for us to implement what our Lord is teaching there. Yeah, Terry, that section of the gospel I've read from fathers of the church that that's exactly how the saints live in heaven. Yeah. And so Jesus is giving us, a, he's challenging us. This is the way the saints live in heaven. Let's start practicing those virtues here on earth. Well said. All right. Well, let's bring the smartest guy into the room, Archbishop Fulton Sheen, real quickly. Oh, Sheen ahead. This is Friday. So why do I, why do, I do this? Bishop Sheen said, uh, without Good Friday, there is no Easter Sunday. So if you ever hear anybody in the church or outside the church tell you, you don't need to suffer because uh, Jesus suffered and, uh, you know, suffering is evil, run away from them because that's not what our Lord taught. And I want to encourage people to unite this suffering with the sufferings of Christ, especially for the church that's suffering with bad leadership. I'll just be honest with you. It's bad leadership in, at the local level and on the higher level, because it's not going back to the perennial teachings of the church. We're coming up with a new model that the Protestants tried, and it failed. It's called synodality. That has failed before, <laughs> and it will fail again. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, Terry, uh, Canon 2.12 also says that as lay Catholics, we can disagree respectfully with our sacred pastors of the church uh, for the common good. In other words, if we see that there are certain pastors that are teaching things that are not part of the deposit of faith, not part of the perennial teachings of the church. Right. Guess what? We have an obligation based on the census today. Yeah. We have an obligation, Terry, to resist them and say, no, we're calling you back to accountability to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's just like if my dad, it might, he wasn't, but if my dad was a drunk and watching pornography all day, dropping F-bombs and mistreating my mom. Once I'm 18, once I reach that age of majority, I would have said, dad, Knock it off. You're scandalizing. You're scandalizing mom. Why do you cuss? Why do you watch pornography? Why are you drinking? Why do you get drunk every day? Uh, at a certain point, the sons have an obligation to defend their mother. And that's where we're at right now. We're defending Holy Mother Church. That's a great analogy. When we come back, we're going to get back into the uh, Dodger Stadium prayer rally and what went on there and the effects of that on the entire church. Matter of fact, this event was reported all around the world as a Catholic wake-up moment.
Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. Jess is in Illinois. I'm in Covina. And we were talking about what happened a week ago at Dodger Stadium where over 5,000 Catholics got together and prayed prayers of reparation and uh, prayers for conversion and uh, reparation for what was going on at Dodger Stadium. Jesse, I'd like the Federalist uh, article. Share it. I want you to share it with because I, I, yeah, I couldn't find it. Go ahead. I like what they said. They said this. Yeah. Uh, I like it's a, a foul ball. L.A. Catholics declare victory over the perpetual indulgence. <laughs> it was good. They said the great battle of Dodger Stadium is finally over. The final score was Dodgers zero. Catholics won. He said wow. the clown paint nun costumes. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a good description of the perpetual uh, nun, these nuns. They were basically ugly men in clown paints. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, that's, that's a, it. Yeah, after the a storm, the drag surrounding the Dodgers Pride Night, the ceremony honoring a pornographic Catholic hate group. That's another good description of who they are, Jess. Uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, the Pride event itself barely registered. Why? Because they started an hour before the game when there are only a couple hundred people in the stadium. The cowardly Dodgers executives buried the ceremony. Yep, that's what they did. Just uh, two of the brave, proud sisters dared to show their clown-painted faces. Uh, Sister Unity and Sister Dominica, middle-aged male drag queen clad in habits and crosses, stood in their area where the announcer welcomed them to a smattering cheers of booze. So basically, Jesse, this article points out, this is a woman that was at the event who's writing this article. She said there were no strip shows. There was nothing immoral at this other than uh, you ran into, there was no, there was zero amount of fans. The Dodgers engineered a rainout for the guys who had caused them nothing but grief. I think the Dodgers regret this now, Jesse, because they found out that what they did offended a lot of their uh, listenership and people who go to the games. Thousands of people didn't show up for the game because you know, Jesse, a Dodger giant game is always a sellout crowd. And that just didn't happen. Perry, right around Dodger Stadium, it's it's like Little Mexico. Yeah. Okay, let's just be honest. It's Little Mexico. What I mean by that, it's the vast majority of people that live around Dodger Stadium are from a Mexican descent, either Mexican-American or Mexican nationals. And also, most of them are Catholic. The majority are Catholics or evangelicals. And so they offended, Terry. Yeah. Their, their listener base yeah. They they basically said, we don't care about you Hispanic Catholics and evangelicals. You know, look, they probably said, huh, you know, look at our look at our middle finger. Take this seriously. That, that intellectually, that's what they're saying. They were. They, they, but you know what? I, I think that as a result of and I think Catholic vote, Terry, because they still have billboards out there oh, yeah. and they're going to be running billboards for a few weeks. Right. And they're still they're still running uh, ads on radio stations. So people are going to hear that the Dodger franchise is anti-Catholic and they're bigots or anti-Catholic bigots. And, and Terry, I'll tell you the war that we have here. Here's the war that we have. Okay. The transgender, these men that think they're nuns, these people are Satanists. Why do I say that? I read another article, Terry, by the founder of the Temple of Satan. Yes. His name is his name is Lucian Greaves. Lucian Greaves says virtually all our members of the of the Satanic Temple are transgender. All our members. And he said 
we're going to use all our political weight, the temple of Satan, uh, we're going to use all our political weight to uh, politically lobby and and uh, and support the transgender movement because Terry, they're basically birds of a feather. They're flocking together. Yeah. Their their father is Satan. Doesn't it make sense though, Jesse? Because Satan does everything the opposite way. Yes. Think about that. Yes. Man and woman were made to come together to bring forth life. So what do they do? Just the opposite. So I think you're onto it. And and now they're just what I noticed, Jesse, about the Satanists now, years ago, they wouldn't be so blatant about their position. No. They were no. hit. But I think, and this is my, I've been saying this for years, and I think I got it from Father Chad Ripperger. Well, he said that the lack of prayerful Catholics praying their prayers, mm. mass, going to confession, it's opened up a vacuum for satanic actions because they know there's not much resistance. So they can come out of the open and say, yeah, so what? Am I onto something, Jess? Terry, a hundred percent, and but I'll I'll tell you, it's not, it's not. I'm not just I'm not just going to blame lay Catholics yeah. for this. I'm also going to blame Terry because this has been going on. The, the the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence started in 1979 at the, at the at the Castro District in San Francisco. That's the area where everybody's allowed to walk naked. By the way, in case right. people don't know, yeah, yeah. It, it, that's an area everybody walks naked. They're allowed to walk naked. That's when they started the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, 79. So the history is, is that they asked, they asked some full-habited nuns, oh, we're going to make a movie. They, 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 they painted a pretty picture to the nuns. We're going to make a movie with the sound of music, and we want to have Catholic nuns there. So we're going to have young actresses wearing habits. Can you give us some of your habits? So these holy nuns, I think they're from Iowa, Iowa. Yeah, Iowa. These holy nuns, they they gave them uh, four habits because they said, we're going to make a movie called The Sound of Music. And we want to have these the real habits for these actresses. Ugh. Well, Terry, they basically turned their back on us. They stuck us in the back because not only did they not use the, the, the habits for the movie, but that's when they started their organization of anti-Catholic bigots called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. And what pains me is they've been operating, Terry, under three bishops, Archbishop John Quinn, Archbishop uh, William Levada, and uh, Archbishop George Niederauer. And they, those three bishops should have come down on this anti-Catholic organization, but they didn't. And worst of all, there's a parish out there in San Francisco called Holy Redeemer mm -hmm. in the Castro district. Mm -hmm. And that everybody basically knows for the last 30 years, that's the homosexual parish. And they all receive Holy Communion. They're kissing each other. They're dressed in drag. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, Archbishop Corleone inherited a nightmare, inherited a nightmare. I'll tell you why. Because his three predecessors they should have come down on this like an 800-pound gorilla. Archbishop Jordan Niederauer, uh, Archbishop uh, John Quinn, and Archbishop Levada. And now what they've basically done, they kicked the can down the road, yeah. and they're saying, hey, hey, uh, Archbishop Corleone, you take care of it. Yeah, and Jesse, yesterday on the show, the title was The Path to the Church is Not Acceptance, It's Conversion. 
And I think that's what we're missing right now. Well, let's talk about the conversion to Jesus Christ and be bold. And so our leadership in our church, unfortunately, is saying we accept everybody. Look look at that synodality document that just came out. It's uh, it's saying homosexuals, trans, whatever, you know, we welcome you. But you see, that's not Jesus's approach. Our Lord's approach is this that we need to be convert. We, we, they come into the church, you, it's an invitation to become one with Jesus Christ, not to become with one another and just say, well, you know, you're a fornicator, you're an adulterer, that's fine. You're, you do this, you do that. No, our Lord's call is for conversion. Then no yeah. more, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, it's funny. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, their motto is on oh. their website, yep. is uh, sin some more. Yep. That's their motto. So they're blaspheming. They're making fun of the words of Jesus Christ, which in found in John chapter eight, where he tells the woman caught in adultery, sin no more. Right. Terry, I'll tell you, uh, I, I think these two organizations that uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and the, the Temple of Satan, I think they know now that there's enough Catholics that are not going to put up with this. And there's going to be a response because I'll tell you, you from Los Angeles, John, yet myself from Arizona, we can organize people that have the zeal like johnny romero and david or sua we they're all over the country we can organize because we know how to do it now and we can organize for them so when it comes down into their city guess what they'll have the same response that we had in los angeles well that just happened last night here in hacienda heights which is part of la county uh catholics from our group were out in the park protesting a drag queen reading of, you know, books to the little children. Praise God. There were lots of Catholics there. And see, now that wherever these people are going, we have prayer support, we're protesting. Yeah, yes. This is exactly where we need to be now. Yeah, Terry. Uh, again, this uh, this group, let's just be honest. They, they don't want, just want a dialogue. They hate the Catholic Church. Of course. They're, they're anti-Catholic bigots. Uh and you'll find that these Satanists, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and the Temple of Satan, what do they do? They have black masses. That's right. They do they do things in ritual. They imitate Catholics because yep. Catholics know the power of ritual. Yep. They do things in a in a ritualistic manner. Yep. They have they have satanic roses. They have we have prayers, they have spells. Yeah. Terry, this is the religion of Satan, and many Catholics are are have, have basically awakened to this. And I'll tell you, I also I want to thank the guys from um, Liber Crystal because we have them on every Wednesday. That's and right. as a result of the spiritual warfare programming that we're doing here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio, we're waking up a lot of people to the fact that the diabolical is more common than people want to want to give it credit for. Jesse, when we come back, I want to describe the witches that were at Dodger Stadium trying to put spells on us from up on top of the hill. I watched them, but I, I really believe that... Yeah. We had nothing on it because we were prayered up. Hey, I yeah. want to also thank the people. We still have some bills to pay for PA systems and things like that. And I know we just sent out a fundraising letter. If anybody would like to support us so that we're in positions to do this more and more, call. just go ahead and go to vmpr.org. Or you can call our offices at 877-526-2151. I've actually taken calls all the way from Ireland that uh, wanted to support us in Europe. Because they said our fires have gone out, but I'm seeing you guys in, in America. Sounds like you guys are on fire, and I just want to support you. So if you'd like to do that, go to vmpr.org. When we come back, I want Jesse to describe some witches 
yeah, they came to do damage to us as Christians and as Catholics uh, that were praying. And I want to uh, go through what that what they did and how uh, the effect was very powerful. They were just listening to quick break. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. We're reviewing what went on a week ago at Dodger Stadium with our prayer vigil of reparation. Jesse, I, I was really not stunned, but I wasn't I wasn't surprised, but I was still like, wow, they, these witches came and started sp- putting spells from up on top of the hill. What was all that about, Jesse? Well, it, it goes against to show you that the whole transgender movement is tied into the occult. Okay, mm-hmm. That's, It's not... It's not something separate yeah. uh, because the whole transgender movement is tied into the temple of Satan. They're tied into witchcraft and their common enemy is the Catholic church. So what a witch believes or a sorcerer, yes. they, they, they project into the air, uh, hexes, uh, curses, uh, incantations. Right. And, and, and for them, that's like their prayer. But what they do, a curse is the invocation of an evil spirit against one of their enemies. The problem with that is that these witches don't understand the power of God's word, because when you curse a holy person, it comes back to you. So that curse is like a boomerang. You project that curse into the cosmos and it comes back to you. And I'm going to prove it to you right now. Here's the verse that basically one of many that I can show you. Genesis chapter 12, verse three. God told uh, Abraham, he said this. I will bless those who bless you. And curse those who curse you. Mm-hmm. This is God speaking. Yep. God, in other words, God will curse people who curse a holy man. And so what I think happened, I, I can assure you that there were some serious Catholics that were there. People were in a state of grace. And the demons knew that. So as the as the as the as the witch from on top of the hill was projecting curses, they were coming back at her and they were causing her pain. That's why she packed up her stuff and left. I'll give you another example of, again, it's not good to curse a holy man. There's a, a very well-known Protestant street preacher. I won't mention his name out of respect for him. Uh, but he's a very well-known Protestant street preacher in Southern California. And uh, here's what happened to him. In fact, he's, he's known as California's most famous Protestant street preacher. He's very anti-Catholic. And he's been openly insulting Catholics on the street for decades. I was watching some of his videos on YouTube. The man is vile, profane. Okay. I've even seen some of the YouTube videos where he'll go to Catholic churches. I guess, you know, he'll set up a microphone with Catholic uh, speakers and insults Catholics that are coming out of Holy Mass. This is how, this is how dark this man is. Uh, I've also seen him in YouTube videos uh, destroying Catholic statues with a hammer. So here's what happened. His group, they're called the Bible Believers Mission Society. So this group, they're probably about 40 uh, low church Protestants, low, you know, kind of like like the victory outreach type, uh, the praise chapel type, what we call low church Protestants. They're not real deep. So his group and him, they went to Dodger Stadium with a bullhorn and they began to yell insulting derogatory labels at, at at the Catholic Christians there. Who were being led in possession by Bishop Joseph Strickland, who I call America's Bishop. <laughs> I, it, it's funny. 
well, I'll tell you something. It's not a good thing to yell derogatory names at a Catholic bishop. Nope. Why? This gentleman, the leader of this Protestant street preachers group, suddenly died on Saturday morning at 5 a.m. So let's just say like he's like a lot of us. He probably got home at about 9 or 10. He was probably all, all jazz, you know, cussing out Catholics, cussing out a bishop. You know, he was probably all, all wired. Well, Terry, five or six hours after he lay his, his head in his bed, his heart stopped. And let me tell you, he went before the judgment seat of Christ, cursing at Mary, Our Lady, oh. cursing at, at Bishop Strickland, oh. cursing at, uh, at, at, at Catholics, uh, calling us, uh, you don't believe in the Bible, you know, using Jack Chick arguments, you know, the arguments, you guys worship a cookie, you know. Terry, the Bible says in Matthew 12, 37, quote, for by your words, you will be saved, and by your words, you will be condemned. This man died a few hours after breaking the first commandment, which of all the ten, it's the worst commandment to break. Blasphemy and sacrilege. And guess what, Terry? This guy went to his exit interview with blasphemy and sacrilege in his soul. And you know, Jesse, our response is one of of mercy in the sense of prayers for him because he needs it. I hope and pray that our Lord um, sees this man as a misguided person uh, because what he did was reprehensible. I know that it, he undermined many Catholics in their faith. So we pray for his repose of his soul because as Catholics, we pray for our enemies. This guy was an yeah. enemy of the Catholic Church. Yeah. yeah. What do we do? We pray for him. That's what Luke chapter six says that pray for those who curse you. Uh, so let's do a hail Mary for this. God knows who he is. So we don't have to mention his name. Name of the father, son of the Holy spirit. Amen. We ask the blessed Virgin Mary's intercession upon this man who passed away on Saturday, the leader of this Protestant group. And so we say hail Mary full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Jesus, Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, have mercy on his soul. And Terry, I hope that he was found to have invincible ignorance. Yes, that's it. That's invincible. Yeah. Because the catechism of the Catholic Church is very clear in paragraph 846, 847, and 848. If you have invincible ignorance, in other words, you can study and you can access the information that Jesus Christ is Lord of all and that he started the Catholic Church. And you reject that, and you're able to overcome that ignorance. The church, this is magisterial teaching. You will not be saved. Jesse, I want to also thank our off-duty policeman. I oh gosh! And I want to because Are you kidding me. Yeah, we ended up getting like 40 more walkie-talkies for our security people. And folks, these guys did a, a wonderful job. I know they protected us in many cases by their presence. And I want to just mentioned to our listeners that when they have another event somewhere in the country, we now have more equipment where we can just ship equipment to whatever city we're going to be working at, working with our Catholics there for the resistance and praying and making reparation for these sacrileges. So I want to thank our listeners who have financially put us in a position to be a key player in these prayerful resistances. And if people want to support us, I just sent an email out 
to all of our listeners saying thanks for supporting because this is how it's done. And I know we jumped into a pool that didn't have water, and now you're <laughs> it up right now because this was two and a half weeks out when we decided this is yes. So, but to, I want to I want to thank the people that I'm, I'm telling you couldn't yeah. pull it off. Couldn't have pulled it off with Virgin Most Powerful and Catholics for Catholics. That's John and Terry uniting like brothers. Yeah, we were like, both, yeah, both John and Terry are the same. In other words, they want to work with anybody who can say the Nicene Creed. They don't get involved in any of the little bickering back and forth. Yeah, and and so I, I think we're going to have uh, a real good collaboration from yeah. this point on uh, until the second coming of Christ with Catholics for Catholics, Terry. Amen. And so if you'd like to make a donation, go to vmpr.org. Just say on our website, you want it for the prayer vigil of reparation. And I thank you. And also, you know, after after the show, I've been talking to people. I give them my cell number, 661-972-7872. You want to make a donation. But also, Jesse, LifeSite News was there at that event. And they really, also, along with um, a Church Militant and other groups who were promoting this these, uh, this event, I want to mention LifeSite came to our chapel, as you know, for the men's conference, and they interviewed me on how uh, we ended up getting a buying a Catholic church. And now I have people <laughs> calling me to help them purchase churches in other parts of the country. So LifeSite News, I publicly thank John Henry Weston for letting me tell my story of how the Sacred Heart, historic Sacred Heart Chapel was saved from the wrecking ball through a, a miraculous story. Of modernism. Uh, yes. And so if you want to see that, go to LifeSite News and you'll see the story. It's well done. I tell some incredible stories of how much we've been uh, trying to promote the Catholic faith. And that's what you're supporting when you support Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Jesse, your final thoughts about Friday before we go to this movie, when we come back, Jim Caviezel's movie, The Sound of Freedom. Yeah, here's here's my last thoughts. Uh, you You definitely need to watch Bishop Strickland's speech to oh. the audience. It is, it, it is one of the most powerful speeches yep. I've ever seen a bishop give. Yep. Uh, you could get it at Virgin Most Powerful Radio, uh, many, C4C.com. There's a lot of, yeah. You need to watch Bishop Strickland's powerful speech. And I'm telling you, it will it will fuel you with hope. <laughs> he was also carrying a first class, class relic of John Paul II. So again, these anti-Catholics that were shouting, it's not good to curse. When in the presence of a relic, we've seen what relics can do in the Old and New Testament. Yeah. And it's not good to curse at a holy man. We know what Genesis 12, 3 says. And uh, and also, Terry, uh, I, I could tell you that uh, this uh, the Dodgers, this was a public relations nightmare for I, them. Yeah. I, I know they're having high-level meetings. Oh, and yeah. guess what, Terry? People, heads are going to roll. Oh, yeah. And I want to thank... Uh, your our friends who are listeners, they come to all the spiritual warfare conferences who set up the truck. I ended up renting a flatbed truck that was like 26 feet long. And that was our stage. And I got to tell you, the girls and guys that put that stage together. Whoa, Jesse, wow. I was impressed to the images that they put in the curtains. Uh, they were just fantastic. Oh, man. I love the way they operate, man. Like they're like focused, man. I'm here to get here's the truck. OK, let me add it. And I just got to say, hundreds of volunteers made this thing take place. And I just want to publicly thank every single one of them. But Terry, I got a lot of people. I'm here with a lot of people. Doug, uh, Father yeah. Hallman, they want to be part of the. They want to be part of this posse. Uh, you got Kennedy Hall, who oh, yeah. wants to be part of this hot posse. 
Uh, you got a, 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 a lot of speakers are here right now with their different apostolates. Uh, they're saying, Jess, you, if, if you and Terry and yep. John Yep do this again, yep. sign yep. us up. We yep. want to advertise for you. So, Terry, advertisement, I'm telling you, people are just calling me up. They, it hasn't stopped. They haven't stopped calling me up. That's awesome. Hey, when we come back from our break, Jim Caviezel's new movie starting July 4th, it's all about tra- uh, uh, child trafficking. Yeah, that industry is bigger than the drug industry. What? It's called The Sound of Freedom. We're going to talk about that and see how Ellen uh, Musk, what did he say about this movie? I mean, this movie should get great. Why? Yeah. Because it's the truth. And we yep, that's right. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back indeed, Terry and Jesse. Jess, I'm already getting texts from our break time about saving Catholic churches. There's so many churches out there we're wanting to not get into the wrong hands. So, yeah, people can contact us, and we'll be happy to help and show you what we did, and maybe that can be modeled for other churches too. Jess, let's talk about Jim Caviezel's movie on child trafficking. It's called The Sound of Freedom. And what it's kind of interesting, he's getting a lot of talk about that movie and someone very famous is endorsing it. Who is that, Jesse? Well, it's it's the movie's made based upon the life of a, of a guy named Tim Ballard. Oh yeah. He's a, he's a former CIA agent. Yep. And by the way, he's a, he's a Mormon. He's a Mormon yep. brother. Yeah. Got six kids, and uh, he got sick of 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 the CIA not giving not giving him additional funding to rescue children. They they would fund him and his group to put take down the pimps like like the Epstein's. Yes, and he did that successfully. He put a lot of pimps in prison, but he told the CIA, I need, "I need I need more funding and more men so we can rescue the children." The CIA was not interested. I said, "We don't care about them. They're they're." They're they're just they're tax write off. So he quit the CIA, Terry, after like 16 years, and he founded an organization called Operation Underground Railroad back railroad in 2013 to try to rule out root out traffic, uh, trafficking efforts across the world. And one of the first persons he went to, he went to uh, Glenn Beck, who's a fellow Mormon with with uh, Tim Tim Bullard and Glenn Beck uh, opened up his wallet. And started helping him fund this, and then Glenn Beck used all of his, his other benefactors that have deep pockets to help him fund his underground operation of ex-military and ex-law enforcement. Good. Here's the good news: Twitter owner Elon Musk has encouraged Angel Studios to stream "Sound of Freedom," this uh, it's it's upcoming movie about child trafficking. Yep. And guess what? Tim Bullard was approached by Eduardo Veraski and Alejandro Monteverde. Monteverde. Yep. And they said, wow, we would love to do a movie on, on, on what you've done and what you're doing. <clears throat> and he goes, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to profile myself. But if you're going to make it into a movie just so we could raise an awareness, then I want Jim Caviezel to, be, to play me. Well, Eduardo called up Jim Caviezel, and the rest is history. <laughs> Jim Caviezel read the script, Terry, and he said, sign me up, coach. I'll be the protagonist in the movie. Wow. So... The good news, Terry, is that Elon Musk, he said the following. He tweeted this the other day. I would recommend putting it 
on this platform for free for a brief period or just asking people to subscribe to support, we would not keep any funds. Musk tweeted on Tuesday night. By the way, I already have my tickets. Me and Anita, we're going, we're going to watch The Sound of Freedom July 4th with a bunch of Catholics out here in, in my neck of the woods. But uh, so Twitter is currently, you know, offers monthly subscriptions. But The Sound of Freedom, it's going to be released across the U.S. on July 4th. And it's produced by Catholic human rights as activists, our friend of the show, Eduardo Verasi, who I think I'm, I'm going to get him on next week, Terry. Good. Uh, it's, so, and it's based on the life of Tim Ballard, a former CIA agent who founded Operation Underground Railroad in 2013 to root out trafficking efforts across the world. Here's some other good news, Terry. Eduardo just announced last week yeah. that he's going to run for president of Mexico. Unbelievable. Now, Eduardo is about as orthodox as they come. Uh, so, Terry, imagine it. Think about this trifecta. I'm just, yeah. you know, with people's prayers. Think about this trifecta. Yeah. Eduardo Verástegui, president of Mexico. Yeah. Donald Trump, president of the U.S. And Kerry Lake, governor of Arizona. Think about that trifecta. Yeah. Okay. It can happen. It can happen. Hey, hey, Jesse, the reason I bring this up on this movie, too, is that I mentioned at the beginning that this industry of child trafficking, it's a bigger industry than the drug industry of illegal drugs. It's hard to imagine. Yeah. Here's the thing that I learned from doing a little research. <clears throat> the governments, including the U.S., are in bed with this. And now mm -hmm. the government. And Hollywood. And Hollywood. Hollywood. The government. And government, yeah. So deep. What he's doing in exposing this, God bless him, because he's going to have a lot of people in the government. Wouldn't be surprised if the government does a tax audit with this new organization and makes life miserable for them because they're showing a scab. They're opening it up and showing who's involved and what's happening with this. I hope that people see the movie and say, wow, we got to get involved with supporting this and stopping this because this is undermining Everything we know is being right in our country. Terry, I talked to Eduardo about three minutes ago because he came and pre-screened it out here for a Carrie Lake campaign in Tucson, Arizona. Good. And so Carrie invited me and Anita, and we went and sat and watched it with Eduardo and some of her campaign. I can tell you that Eduardo told all of us in the room, all of all the people from Carrie Lake's campaign, yeah. he said that that there's hundreds of Epstein Island. That, he shocking. says, yeah, he said this. Don't think that taking down Epstein, we stopped this industry. He goes, there are hundreds of Epstein islands around the world. And that's why Tim Ballard, a Mormon, he demanded Caviezel play him in the film. Uh, and uh, there obviously a lot of the Hollywood studios don't want to touch this because this is a hot potato because they're involved in this. Yes, exactly. But thanks be to God, there is a studio, I think it's Christian run, Protestant Christian, called Angel Studios, I can only imagine. Yeah. They acquired the rights, and they're going to release it in 1,200 theaters nationwide with hopes that it will soon be screened in Canada and elsewhere. And so Angel Studios, I'm not sure if it's Catholic or Protestant, but they're working in collaboration with Alejandro Monteverde and Eduardo Verastegui, the ones that actually filmed the movie. Uh, and so that collaboration, Terry, it's going to be, they're going to put out a message that 
nobody will ever forget. I'll be honest with you. There are three movies that I can never forget. And this is going to be one of the three because, because of how real it is and how evil the passion of the Christ. Yeah. Number one, another movie uh, is called the stoning of Soraya M. It's uh, it's the stoning of a Muslim woman back in 1983. And then this movie, the sound of freedom, those will be the three movies that to me are going to be the most intense graphic movies I've ever seen in my life. And you know what the common denominator is in all three of the movies? Jim Caviezel stars in all three. And it's a great connection. Jesse, I mentioned that what's driving the sex trade is pornography. Yes. Uh, and I also add homosexuality. People are going to say, what do you mean by that? Well, when you have deviation for your sexual passion, then you're going to get into all kinds of craziness. And this is the sex trade that's bigger than the drug industry. So if we got to find out that we have to stop the pornography that's going on in our country, people don't see the connection that if you if you feed somebody with pornography, they're going to want to act it out. And so this is why we, the Catholic Church has the answer. It's called it's called well, it's called fall in love with Jesus Christ and live a sober life, live a life that is chaste, whether you're married, whether you're unmarried, you're priest, deacon, whatever you are, you live a chaste life because you live according to the Ten Commandments. These are not ten suggestions. So the answer to stopping the sex trade is the Catholic Church's moral teachings on transmission of life. Catholics and people of faith go out and buy tickets beforehand yep. so you can you can catch the opening opening night going to open july 4th jim caviezel is asking people asking catholics and people of faith he's asking them to acquire acquire the tickets take your family and friends uh july 4th because we want to make a splash around the country we want the secular humanists in hollywood to see like wow these people of faith they really do like these movies uh jim caviezel he's 54 years old he also played in a movie called saint luke's back in 2018 that was a that was a uh, a pretty, a pretty well yeah. viewed film. It was called, and, and he also played a. He put, it was the movie called Paul the Apostle of Christ, but he played Saint Luke. And uh, he's also, he's also uh, starting to shoot for the next movie that will be a 2024 blockbuster. It's called The Passion of the Christ slash The Resurrection. Wow! So, uh, yeah, oh, man. you know Jesse, yeah. we have him on our website. And you go to YouTube, listen to this man speak about his Catholic. Oh, man. He just recently put out a new one. He talked about Dodger Stadium in it and how he was impressed with us that showed up to pray. And he wished that he could have been there himself. So this is a man who's on fire for the Lord. for the. Yeah. And I want to thank him for what he did there. And this movie, the, na the name of the movie, Sound of Freedom. Go and get your tickets. If you watch the trailer, I know it's hard to watch, but I'm telling you, this needs to get out to our general public so that people will want to stop this horrendous happening of the child trafficking that's going on. Even in cities like Omaha, Nebraska, that's a big hub for child for that stuff. I know L.A. is, but, you know, little cities across America, it's all hooked up. This is so big, Jesse. Even the fact that we're telling people to go see this movie, this is exposing what's been going on for decades. That's right. Catholics, this is our Esther moment. We were born for such a time as this, and we got to rise to the occasion. The time for wavering is over, and the time for playing with sin, it's over. Whatever is preventing you from getting close to Jesus in your life, get rid of it. 
Okay, there's no choice right now. You either follow follow Christ or follow Satan. There is no third choice. That's why we call this black and white Catholicism. That's why when people interviewed me the other day, I said, no, we're not right versus left. We're right versus wrong. In this movie, anybody who goes to see it is going to see that this is horrible and it needs to stop. If you don't see that that way, then I question your uh, your faith and I question where you're coming from. Jess, yeah. I want to recommend everybody stay with us because we've got Bible with the Barbers. And uh, one of the topics that we're going to be covering, which is a fascinating topic that deals with why do uh, what bad things going on with good people? How does that gel with the faith? And so uh, we've got a, some Bible verses from the Old Testament and New Testament. So this is a Bible study that's real practical. And the way to see it is go to vmpr.org, download the app. Because when you get the app, you get Bishop Strickland shows, you get practical apologetic shows, you get Jesus 911. The list goes on and it's all about informing you to be a high information Catholic. Jess, before I ask you the question, final thoughts, because you know the question I'm going to ask you. That final thoughts is this. Uh, uh, there, there's only one vax that Terry and myself are going to push, and go. that's called the blood of Jesus. Amen. And guess what? There's only one virus that I'm going to be talking about in these shows, and that's the virus of sin. Amen. Just Romero, what state should we be living in, brother? Let's live in a state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. You Become holy or die trying. Who cares how many degrees you have after your last name? The only thing that matters is that is those two letters, S-T, before your name, before you die. It takes a lifetime to get that S-T, and you don't get your diploma until you're dead. But let's all work to get that S-T before our name. Up next, the Bible with the Barbers. And I want to thank everybody again for the support you give here, here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. May God richly bless you and your family.